Hello, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this Bible study known as Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, we will be continuing a sermon in my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on heavenly authority, focusing on the New Testament office of administrations. Pastor has discussed the Greek word for administrations in 1 Corinthians 12.28, whose original meaning was a helmsman that pilots a ship, as well as the word for pastor from Ephesians 4.11, which means a shepherd who tends the flock. And when we left off, Pastor Greg was in Acts chapter 20. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he would not have to spend time in Asia, meaning Asia Minor. For he was hurrying to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. So he's not going to go into Ephesus. There's a large church there. It'll take too much time. So he goes to Miletus, and he calls for the elders of the church of Ephesus. From Miletus, he sent to Ephesus, verse 17, and called for the elders of the church. Who does he call for? The elders, plural, of the church. Now that word there for elders, presbuteros, presbuteros, that's on the board there, presbuteros. Um, it comes from presbus, which means old, elderly, and it's the comparative of presbus, elderly, so it means older, more elderly, a senior, an elder, an older man. And we'll look at that in detail later on in the study, Lord willing. Presbuteros, presbuteros, from which you get a system, a whole system of church governance named after it, Presbyterian. Right? Presbyterian church governance by presbyters or by elders. So that's the word there you have for elders, presbuteros, which simply means in the Greek an older man, a senior. And obviously here the implication is not just uh, in physical chronological age, in spiritual age is more important to be older in the Lord, someone that's been in the Lord a long time and can be considered an elder. Now, a very simple word in the Greek, an elder, but when you think of a, a presbyter or Presbyterian, the words in the Greek start to become very formalized and have heavy meaning given to them. And they take on this position that whole systems are created around them when the word simply means an elder, an older person in the Lord. The older people in the Lord who direct the affairs of the church because they're older in the Lord. And these are the ones whom Paul calls from Ephesus to meet with them. He can't take time to stay in Ephesus, but he wants to get some very critical directions to the elders of that church. Verse 18, and when they had come to him, he said to them, you know, from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews, how I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. He did not keep back anything helpful. He proclaimed the whole word of God to them. 
Now, you know, there's a time that you're supposed to stay silent. You don't throw your pearls to swine. Too many times as Christians, we share valuable things we know in the Lord with unbelievers who don't appreciate them. There are some things you have to hold back. But in teaching the people that want to know, that are disciples of Jesus Christ, he says, I didn't hold back anything. I taught it publicly and from house to house, freely received, freely given. What a contrast between some of these modern-day uh, proclaimed, self-proclaimed gurus and leaders and teaching of divine and spiritual things, cults, some on Christianity and other times New Age cults, who charge people and give them little bits of information, perverse, misleading things. And I've even seen Christian ministers do this, where they entice people with a little information, hoping they come back for more, rather than just honestly speaking in the Word of God. Because it can create a power structure when you hold information back. We know today more than ever that information is power. Paul was not like that. He was not dangling carrots in front of them of little bits of information. As much as he could, as he was freely given, he went, he proclaimed it to them, he taught them publicly, and from house to house, he kept back nothing that was helpful. Verse 21, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance toward God, right? Repentance, we've discussed this many times. We need to repent. Without repentance, there is no understanding of the gospel. And faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. To turn to God the Father and say, I'm sorry, I've sinned, and then believe on the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. That's the ministry. To testify to the gospel, the good news of the grace of God, the forgiveness in Christ Jesus. And indeed, now I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God will see my face no more. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. This is like in Ezekiel, you know, if you don't tell the sin uh, to your brother, then their blood is on your hands. He says, I, I'm innocent of the blood of all men because I'm telling you how you can be forgiven your sin. I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel, the whole will of God. And then he says, and look at verse 28, Therefore, Take heed to yourselves, watch yourselves, and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Now let's look at that word, overseers. Among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Overseers. Episcopos. Episcopos. Bishop, we get the word bishop from it, episcopos, and the English is transliterated. Somehow, episcopos becomes bishop. An overseer, a superintendent, it comes from epi, over, it's a preposition, over, on, upon, and scopus, scope, we get scope from it, you know, to see. 
to watch, a watchman, a watch, to look carefully. So an overseer, an overwatchman, and in English, the transliteration of episkopos becomes bishop. It comes off the Greek word, and that's where you get bishop from. And now there's a whole system of governance that has a rise in the church known as the Episcopalian system. Governance, government by church bishops. Um, and you notice, again, formal titles, formal ranks and positions. Is the New Testament that specific? Do you see these men coming to the shore with little pointy hats on with a crease in the middle, right? Or robes on with garments flowing down. They are the overseers. They are the bishops of the church. Now, wait a second. We just read back in, in verse 17, he called for the elders, the presbyteros, the presbyters, the elders, right? He called for the, the elders. But he got... He got bishops. How come he got bishops when he called for elders? How come he called for presbyteros, the older elders, the older men, and he got episcopos, overseers? Now, were they elders or were they bishops? I want to know because I'm thinking about, you know, a group of old elders with ties sitting in the Protestant church versus a bunch of bishops with pointy hats on? Or are they just two different words? In the Greek, very simply, an elder, an overseer, right? Like a helmsman, a sea captain, the ones that look over the church. Is it just another way of expressing the same exact thing, very simply, that if you have a group of people, you need some directors, right? We understand director because we don't have any religious implication to director because we think of a play, you think of a, of a job situation, the director of the project, the director of the movie. They're directors, they're leaders, they're helmsmen, they're older people in the Lord, they're overseers, they overwatch, they watch carefully over the church. And from such simple words, we get whole structures and systems. And there's a big controversy. You open a Christian encyclopedia, you'll read whether we should have an Episcopalian system of governance or a Presbyterian or a congregational system. Okay, which system is right in the church? And what's very basic in the Bible becomes so contorted, and in that twisting of making these Elaborate offices, you know, first apostles, second prophets, and third teachers just get washed out the window. And then evangelists, and especially healings and miracles. Do you see what I'm saying here? An overseer. And notice also, now look at verse 28. Let's make it even a little more complicated. Take heed. Now we know what the word overseer means, right? That's where the word we get bishop from. Take heed to yourselves and to all your what? Your flock. That word there in the Greek is poimnion. Poimnion, a flock, a herd, right? Take heed to your flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to what? To shepherd the church. To shepherd. What's the word to shepherd? Poimnion, which means to tend as a shepherd, to act as a shepherd, to act as a what? 
to act as a poi main, a poi main, a pastor. Do you see it? A pastor means shepherd in the Greek, poi main, shepherd. And he says here, shepherd, poi maino, your flock, your poimnion. All the words are related. And that word to shepherd means to act as a poimain, a shepherd. It's the verb to say act as a shepherd means be a what? A shepherd, be a pastor. That's what the word there for pastor is. When we study in Ephesians 4.11, we study the word pastor, right? Pastors and teachers, right? A pastor is just a shepherd. Well, now, you think of a shepherd leading sheep, right? You think of a helmsman guiding a ship. You think of an overseer watching a crew doing the work. You think of an elder directing the younger people. It's all the same thing. This is administrations. If you have been blessed by our programs over the years, could you prayerfully consider donating $5 each month to keep these important teachings on the station? We believe solid scriptural teaching going out over the airwaves is so critical for Connecticut's spiritual future. You can make your donation right on our church website at shiarjashub.org. That web address is shiarjashub.org. Or you could send a check made out to Shiar Jashub Christian Tabernacle and mail it to P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. 